So we've come to that part of the program where we have a look at the Bible. And this week we're looking at Matthew 18 verses 21 to 35. It's called the parable of the unmerciful servant. And it goes like this. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. He began the settlement. A man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of these other servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all your debts because you begged me to. You should have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you. In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. What are your thoughts on that, Pete? Wow, what a challenge it is to speak about forgiveness. And quite often I feel pretty unqualified actually to talk about it. But okay, let's let's set the scene here. Jesus is talking to his disciple, Peter, and the other disciples are gathered around too, listening. Jesus answers Peter's question on how many times he should forgive a person who has sinned against him. And I think Peter was being quite generous or trying to be quite generous when he offers his level of forgiveness up to seven times. Jesus has other ideas. Jesus tells us another parable or a story to illustrate what the kingdom of heaven is like. And it's always very different to how we see things. The king or the master in the story does a bit of a stock take or a performance review with each of his servants. One of them owes the master big time. In fact, the amount of 10,000 talents or bags of gold was an astronomical amount of money for a common man to own let alone owe it was certainly an unforgivable debt one talent was worth about six thousand denarii which was the roman currency of the time and a day's pay for a servant was about one denarius so to earn ten thousand talents let me see some quick maths a servant would have to work 60 million days to earn that sort of money but this isn't an economics lesson jesus is offering here of course it isn't it's a lot more serious than that. As you may well already know, or get the hint as Jesus speaks, the king or the master is God, and we are the servants. Earlier in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 6, right after he teaches us how to pray, Jesus says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. The point that Jesus is making is that if we continue to hold others to account for whatever they have grieved us with, then we are like the servant who put the other servant into prison. It's an interesting illustration Jesus uses, isn't it? 
It's true for us that if we are unforgiving towards someone, that we are holding them in prison, even if it's in our own minds. That prison of unforgiveness is a trap for us, though. We can visit it at any time we like and feel bitter and angry and cut communications and ties and speak bad things about the personal people. But doing that presents our hearts in a bad way before God. Harboring that unforgiveness in our hearts is not acceptable to God. And he makes it clear that we are to forgive others as we have been forgiven by God. God has forgiven us completely and utterly because of Jesus's life, death and resurrection. Generally speaking, our behaviours and abilities to do things in life are as a result of how our parents or significant influences in our lives behaved or acted when we were young. If we experienced anger, generally, we'll act angry. If we experienced unconditional love, then we will love unconditionally. The gospel or the good news for you is that God has forgiven you and he has modelled how he did it. So now we can receive and experience that forgiveness by accepting Jesus into our lives. The challenge is that once we've accepted and experienced that forgiveness, we must also forgive and continue in forgiveness of those that hurt us. I pray today that you will reach out to God, asking for his forgiveness, and that in turn you'll be able to release those who you hold in the prison of unforgiveness. Not only will you be freed from having to hold bitterness in your heart, but you will be really, really pleasing to God who first forgave us. I love the parables, especially the ones that have such contrasting and over-exaggerated concepts. You're swept up in the out-of-reality idea and then brought back down to earth with a bang when the true meaning is revealed and we get to understand the nature of God. It all starts with Peter, who I imagine is dealing with a particularly difficult or challenging person and asks how many times he should forgive. Now, I expect he may have thought he was being pretty gracious when he said seven times and was probably hoping Jesus would have said a lower number. But Jesus blows this perspective out of the water with this parable, not only outlining his amazing grace, but challenging the very notion of a line in the sun when it comes to forgiveness. Jesus outlines a servant who owns 10,000 bags of gold and pleads for more time to pay back, which at the average daily wage at that time would have taken over 3,000 years. It doesn't take a Carol Vorderman to calculate that this would never be possible. In his lifetime, he could never pay it back. And often you may feel that you are beyond redemption, but Jesus is saying, whatever you have done, come to me and I will let it go. Believe it or not, the Greek translates forgiveness as aphemi, which means to let fall, to send away, give up, hand over, to let loose, to get rid of, to leave alone, to pass by, to permit, to send forth from oneself. It means literally to go from. It was used something like we use the phrase, let it go. So I guess before the song was made famous in Frozen, we had let it go. The goal didn't bother me anyway. So it would be great if Jesus left it there, but he doesn't. After that huge debt that is lifted, the same servant goes off and has fellow worker thrown in jail for a sum worth a few months of pay, from a sum of money which could be realistically paid back in time. We all want to be forgiven, but it's not easy to forgive. It reminds me of the quote from C.S. Lewis, everyone, I suspect, is in favour of forgiveness, at least in principle. Everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until there is something to forgive. When someone does us wrong, we feel there is a cost to be paid. And the more they do us wrong, the more we feel it builds up. Staying angry, resentful and vengeful comes at a price. And research has shown 
that these feelings can have a detrimental impact on your physical and emotional health as well as on your relationships. Forgiveness is not saying what happened was okay. Forgiveness is not saying you accept the person who wronged you. Instead, forgiveness is choosing to accept what happened as it happened and then let it go. Rather than holding on to it and dwelling on what could or should have happened, I like to think every time we hold on to things or people that upset us, it's like another helium balloon that tangles itself around us, restricting us and holding us back. Forgiving or letting go of these ties is more of an act of release for you than the person. However, it ends with a terrifying warning to the believers that unless we forgive others, we must expect to face the consequences of our wrongdoings. It makes the line in the Lord's Prayer more relevant to me now, as to me, it can often be a throwaway line, you know, and to forgive those who forgive against us. But in fact, it is a request for compassion, peace and strength. So this week, I pray that you have the strength to let go of the things that have been done or said against you and find peace in that forgiveness, knowing that our Heavenly Father has already forgiven our many wrongdoings. The title of this reading is The Parable of the Unmerciful Servant. Have you ever wondered why Jesus spoke in parables? That's because he's taken a simple story to illustrate a moral or spiritual lessons. And these stories help Jesus to explain the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God being how we should be living as disciples. We should be living with God as our king and savior, but living towards each other. It's easy to miss the point of this particular parable if we use the analogy of debt. Let's look at this story if we say someone's done wrong to you and you have done wrong to someone else. When we've done wrong, all of us want to be forgiven. We all want mercy. Uh, for those who love and accept the Lord Jesus, we have eternal life with him. Scripture said the wages of sin is death and we've all sinned, we've all fallen short. That verse further goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus, eternal life, living. And that's what God's forgiveness for our sin is. God has given us a way to be reconciled to him. Whenever someone does something wrong to us, do we show that same mercy that God has shown us? He's paid the biggest debt after all. I know myself that when someone's done me wrong, I want justice. I will think this is fair because if you do wrong, you should pay the price. When you really think about it, do we really want justice? Have we always paid the price for the things we've done wrong? So has justice always been given to the things we've done wrong? Jesus also told us, and I've said this before, a new command I gave you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. It's hard to forgive and show mercy and love. If we do it in our own strength, it's going to be sometimes impossible. But when we are humble enough to admit that it's hard, when we are humble enough to admit that we need Jesus' help, sometimes that act of forgiveness could be a daily occurrence or whenever it pops into our head. When we humble ourselves and come before God and say we need help, we can take captives of such thoughts so that we can start to forgive. We can start to be in a better place. When you feel the need for justice for what's been done wrong, I want you to reflect on some verses. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father also forgives you. 
But if you do not forgive men of their sins, your father will not forgive you of your sins. Do not judge or you will be judged. For it, in the same way you judge others, you will also be judged. And with the measure used, it will be measured to you. Do to others as you will have them do to you. Be merciful as your father is merciful. All these words were spoken by our Lord and Savior. It must be something that he wants us to learn, that we need to learn to forgive. We need to learn to love one another. Peter had a question for Jesus about forgiveness. Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Because Jewish leaders taught that a person should forgive someone three times, you know, kind of three strikes and out, Peter probably thought he was being quite generous by saying seven times. But when Jesus said 70 times seven, he raised the bar to a whole new level. Forgiveness should be without limit. That sounds easy to say, but pretty impossible to do. If you are in a situation where someone is repeatedly hurting or sinning against you, in some ways it might be impractical and unreasonable because for one thing, you want them to stop. If someone is treating you badly, that thing that they are doing is bad, but it does not mean that person is inherently a bad person. If you knew the backstory, you might see them in a different light. However, there should still be actions in place to stop them continuing what they are doing to hurt you and possibly others. In this parable, Jesus says, you must forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is an important thing for you to do for yourself. You see, the torture that this passage talks about is all within your own mind or heart if you can't forgive. Still sounds impossible, I know. But if you give that unforgiveness over to God in prayer, he will heal your heart. Some words from Psalm 55 say, Cast your burdens on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Try it today. Say a prayer and ask Jesus to help you truly forgive that person in your heart. <laughs>